Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, everybody, to the season finale episode of season two. Ah, seasons. Both Sex in the City and I Couldn't Help a Podcast. Awesome sauce. Is Have- this a season finale or are we going to do a Halloween special? Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to do a Halloween special. They're already scary enough. <laughs> I love Halloween special. <laughs> Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do a bad dates. Halloween, um, special. Halloween special. So send us your bad dates, and maybe during our hiatus, we will record one. My favorite Halloween special was the Boy Meets World one. Yes. Where it has Jennifer Love Hewitt as Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> Love Pfefferman. <laughs> and it is a funny thing people are getting murdered. And then Mr. Feeney gets murdered first. Yeah. And then he's like, what? Why? And then, like, well, virgins can't die. And then fucking Corey's like, Topanga, thank you so much for saving my life. <laughs> and then, um, Eric and Jake, Jack, are both like, well, I'm screwed. Yes. And then fucking his best friend, what's his best friend's name? Sean. Sean. Sean's like, <laughs> I'm as, I'm, pra- I'm as close to being dead as you possibly can without, like, being over the hill. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then they see Mr. Feeney's dead and they're like, <laughs> Mr. Feeney Mr. Feeney I remember it being so scary and it was a two-parter it was a two-parter oh my gosh you're like really taking me back <laughs> listen because I watched it live I didn't watch it on Nick later <laughs> like you did youngin <laughs> I was there from the beginning I doubt it when that show started <laughs> anyways anyways um so welcome this is the season finale um it is season two episode 18 x and the city um so the synopsis is that carrie tries to develop a friendship with mr big samantha meets mr too big and charlotte goes for a ride with an old friend um so in anticipation of this episode I was laughing so hard because I went out of order from well, my pile of no, books. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just so funny because I, for some reason, we didn't read the the synopsis, the synopsis before. before. Yeah. And we just do, so we're like, oh, this is what we're going in for. So I was like, oh, that's how they chose to phrase everything. Oh, that's fucking dumb. I love it. <laughs> it's stupid. So um, in anticipation of this episode, we asked you guys, can you stay friends with an ex? <gasps> Uh, we had a lot of fun, different comments. Uh, thank you so much to everybody. I can't read all of them because there were so many, so I appreciate having something to choose from. And I did edit some down, so I love you guys, but for time purposes... That's against journalistic integrity. No, it's called editing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's integral. <laughs> um, I think you're wrong because Alicia Silverstone in the hit seminal classic Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> took what Fred was saying and then she edited it down to make it seem like he was saying bad things. Like, I think Coolzool sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's editing. That's where editing can take okay. you. Okay. Editing can take you to bad places. I will agree. But this is not bad editing. This is just editing for time purposes only so that we can tell more stories about ourselves. Okay, never mind. Let's get through this. Okay. <laughs> 
So, um, someone said, I think it's only possible if you're single. Exes don't fly when you're in a relationship. Uh, somebody else said, hell to the no for me, but I guess it's possible if the breakup was mutual and there were no hard feelings. Has there ever been a mutual breakup? Uh, probably at some point in history. <laughs> Do you know anybody who has ever had a mutual breakup? Um, I mean, define mutual. Like, both partners agree, like, this is not working out. It doesn't end with, like, people crying and sobbing and hating each other, talking shit. I'm sure there was one at some point. <laughs> I, I, I don't I can't recall any right now. I'll think about it. <laughs> um, somebody else says, I think it's pretty easy if everyone behaves like grown-ups and everyone is aware that there's a good reason that they're all exes. I like that, but I hate the term, like, if we act like grown-ups, because grown-ups are single-handedly the worst things on this planet. See, like, here's the thing, is that grown-ups are, they don't exist. We're all, always... we're all children, and we all think that grown-ups are something that we understand and achieve, and we don't. We don't ever grow up. We like, don't. We grow, and we learn, but we're never being done. Yeah. So there's no, like, pinnacle you can reach and be like, oh, this is how we need to be. No, you constantly keep growing and evolving and shifting. And Yeah. There's, there's acting like a child, and then there's not acting like a child. <laughs> like, there's also just acting responsibly. True. I don't think that's just for grown-ups. I think children should also act responsibly. There's talking about your feelings, but also picking up what someone else is putting down, which both both adults and children should do. Yeah. Let's stop letting children be children. Let's let's make them grow up faster. Um, I don't think that that okay. I want um, him in a fucking business suit <laughs> at two years old, paying his bills. All right, fair. <laughs> um, we got a comment on our Facebook page from Nikki Beck, so shout out to her. Uh, she said, "If you haven't hurt me in ways that can't be." forgotten i will love you forever even if that is only as a friend which i think is very sweet and like evolved of her and like healthy i love that like i think that's really awesome i love that that makes sense in terms of i've only had one major ex before and we are super close now and it's because we decided that how we were as people didn't work out in terms of being in a relationship but that didn't mean that we just had to stop seeing each other so we just became really really close friends and we tell each other everything so like it didn't end on a bad note so the love is still there it just mm-hmm. transformed it just evolved yeah sidevolved sidevolved oh, that <laughs> yeah. was weird that was a word that I was thinking in my head I, I saw you go like oh evolve step up no sidevolved I saw that Side-volved. happen all throughout your face and it led me to the same conclusion so that's beautiful it. and that's amazing we're the perfect couple sorry Challen <laughs> um and I am I you know I keep forgetting to uh, plug my own shit and so <laughs> I, I honestly no I do I like I know this dumb as that sounds but so I um, assistant directed a show that is currently running uh, for the rest of October at Bruca uh, the real inspector hound it's a Tom Stoppard play all of the actors are fabulous they're so wonderful you should come and see it and support them um, you can go to bruca.org to purchase tickets that's a b-r-u-k-a dot o-r-g um, so I did ask my cast about that. I was like, hey, guys, do you think you can be friends with an ex? Um, so we have a, a divorce lawyer in our midst. <laughs> on the- Is it Natalie? Yes. <laughs> Shout out, Natalie. Um, but he was saying that it's like he's seen, obviously, bloody, horrible divorces. Um, and But he said that, like, from personal experience, it's absolutely possible to be friends with an ex. You just have to 
you know, essentially be an adult, find that commonality and just, just be responsible for everybody else around you. And it's hard, like, that's so hard. And it's so, I think it's possible to be friends with an ex, but I think that it's a really difficult process. I, I think so. Like, there's always going to be a little bit of, like, feelings there. And if it was an ugly breakup, then it's just ugly. And so we will get into that as we go into the episode. So um, we open with the girls having uh, breakfast, lunch. They're having a... They're having some sort of brunch thing. Brunch. Brunch. Um, That's a good word. Brunch is good. Um, And they are totally was like... Did the lady from Gilmore Girls write this scene? Because they just like rapid fired. Like, I wasn't even... I got to the point where I was like, I'm not even writing anything down. There's so many good lines in this conversation. There was. I was, And I wrote them all down. <laughs> well, I'll, let's go then. Uh, before we get there, before we at brunch with the girls, Miranda and Carrie are, are out buying flowers for some reason. Yes, sorry. They're yes. out buying flowers, and Miranda sees Steve coming up to them, and then she makes... She grabs Carrie and essentially rushes them away, which yes. is what leads into brunch. Yes. But the sure. opening narration is like, there are a lot of choices you have to make. Like, um, oh, some choices that you make in life, like who you're going to marry are big. And then I was like, big. that's an interesting way because right. you said who you're going to marry mm-hmm. and then big. And I was like, because Carrie marries big. This yeah. is fun. And this deals with big getting married. So. Yeah. So, I just like that line. So actual clever. legitimate good writing on this episode. Yeah. Me and Paige were talking as the show episode wrapped up. And we're like, this was actually a this, good episode. This was solid. Who was this? Michael Patrick King. Oh. Well, good for you, Michael. <laughs> way to MPK your way. <laughs> MPK your way. Oh, my God. Can you please get that on a shirt? <laughs> I'm sure he would love it. I'm getting it now. <laughs> so... Yes, so that is that is true. At the at the top of the show, they run away from Steve, who looks utterly heartbroken that he's being run away from. Understandably, I would be like so sad about that. I would go home and I would probably just like cry about it. I'm gonna go on a live journal and then make a post about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I, like, I legitimately would go home and I would cry about it. I would most certainly not knock on Miranda's door later and ask her why she was such a garbage person. He's I was so like, mature. Yeah. I would have never dealt with my problems that way. I would have cried. I would have talked so much shit. Right? I would have been absolutely sad. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> Even Charlotte, when they're having brunch, is like, oh, poor Steve. And I was like, I have never agreed with Charlotte more in my entire life. Right. You are right. <laughs> For once in your life, Charlotte. Good job. So what? Uh, what did you write down? What did they say? Girls are for friends. Girls are for friends. Guys are for fucking. Yes. And then Carrie was like, "Can you please get an opinion?" And I was like, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> Carrie just called out Samantha. No, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I liked it too, but I was like, "Damn!" She, she being sarcastic because obviously she's taking a stand. We keep dresses that we're never going to wear again, mm-hmm. but we throw away old boyfriends. Yeah. And I was like. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That was like a little little bit of truth telling right there. Because you're always like, I don't think of it as dresses because I'm not a girly person, but I do have like an entire drawer full of jeans that I really just want to fit back into before I throw them away. And I couldn't <laughs> help but wonder, were old boyfriends like an old pair of jeans that we were all secretly trying to fit back into? Oh shit! 
That gets into a whole other level. Boom. You're welcome. Damn. MPK your way. Ah, just MPK'd me. Ah, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I ended up um, writing down was if you love someone and you break up, where does the love go? To which Samantha responds to the next girlfriend. And then what I liked about Carrie was like, no, 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 no. The love that me and Big had is not the same love that him and Natasha have. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fair. I don't think love transfers in that kind of direction. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. Like it I feel like it is I kind of agree with Carrie. I feel like it is different. Yeah. Like it very much is like the love that I the love that I have for you is way different than the love that I had for Chad and now have for Chad. Yes. And, you know, the guys that I'm dating right now, like, I, you know, like, theater love them in my own way. It's so hard. Theater love is so hard. Um, I actually, uh, our last guest on the last podcast, Hannah, I texted her and you the other day and was like, if you've already, like, theater said I love you to somebody... And then you start dating them. When do you say I love you? When does it mean something? <laughs> and Hannah was just like, you just have to say it with a different inflection. <laughs> I love you. I love you. No, don't no, ever. not like that. <laughs> I told Paige when you eat the ass. Yep. And I was like, well, I'm never loving again. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it goes... So if you break up with someone, because we have this romanticized notion that love is passionate and strong and fierce and it can move mountains and all that thing Mm -hmm. and i think we stay so focused on the fact that it's love and not just this giant ball of energy because when most people break up that energy however strong it is it just converts into a form of dislike or contempt for the person so the love energy is still there but it just kind of metamorphosized into a negative version of all that energy yeah, which we definitely see later when Carrie just loses her goddamn mind on Big. Ugh, that we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so, does uh, the is that all the ones that you? I don't yeah, want to jump. Yeah, those are the best ones. Okay, cool. Um, so we cut to Carrie writing in her apartment in front of the open window and the wind coming in. It's a fan. It's. No, she's in front of the window. She's in front of the window, but she has a fan in front of the window right next to her laptop. Oh. That's why she's, like, picking up her hair and everything, because the fan was blowing on her. Okay. Well, then that makes it different, because it was, like, so completely ridiculously cinematic, and I was just like, fuck, I'm only writing in front of open windows from now on. Just gonna look beautiful. Uh, see, I would get so mad. I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. I'm like an infant. Do not blow air in my face, because I will, I will stop breathing. Oh, my God. Chana tried it one time. My mom was like... Eh, eh, <laughs> That is fantastic. But anyway, she says that she's, like, equating it to math, which already I'm tuning out about. Um, but she says that X, in, in math, X is the unknown factor. And I just, I kind of went a little bit deeper with it in my in my brain, because I was like, okay, all right. Well, if you think about it, once somebody becomes your ex and you're not spending every waking moment with them, you don't know what they're doing anymore. And Miranda did say something at, at the previous, whatever, lunch, brunch, um, that was something along the lines of, um, oh, 
oh my god i lost it what was it about like they should just disappear like once you break up with somebody they should just stop existing Mm -hmm. and like you kind of do sort of think about it that way where it's just like unless you see them again you're like no they just stopped they just, they just do not exist. Yeah, they don't exist with that, which is a dumb thing to think, but also, like, I think it's a safe thing to think in your brain. Because if you sit there and you think about, oh my gosh, well, who are they with? What are they having? Yeah, yeah, what are they having for breakfast? Who are they having breakfast with? You would go crazy. So I thought that was interesting. So Steve comes to Miranda's apartment and is like, bitch. Why are you running away from me on the street? First, before we get there, Miranda goes to the door, sees that it's Steve, and, and like, hides. hides. And then Steve from the inside door is like, I can hear you breathing. And Miranda's like, fuck. <laughs> and then she opens the door, and then yes. we have this whole conversation. I just yeah. thought that was fucking hilarious. Yes. And I I recently had, like, not um, with an ex, but something else happened where I had a bit of a chicken shit moment like that where I ran away from something. And I legit got called chicken shit by the person and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm copying to it. I was chicken shit. I did. like, But I also did what I had to do for my mental health. And that's kind of what Miranda tries to express to Steve. Mm-hmm. Is that she's just like, listen, I just couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it in the moment. And I and I left. It was a fight or flight. And I, I, I flew. <laughs> and he's just like, well, why can't we just be chill about it and be friends? And I'm just like, and fuck each other. Oh, my God. Be in a relationship. You're perfect. It's Steve. I love Steve so much. We all love Steve. We all deserve Steve in our life. It's so awesome. Um, And then I love that Carrie calls big, hangs up, because Natasha answers. And then is like, oh, fuck. He's got caller ID. I need to call back and make up some sort of lie or something. And I'm like, you know what? I think caller ID is the bane of the modern world. Why? Because before caller ID, you didn't know if somebody was being obsessive and crazy. You got to have that ignorance of, like, they're okay or whatever. But now you're like, yeah, it was her that called me 16 times in a row because it's on my caller ID log. And, like, you're not allowed to be as crazy anymore. Yeah! Why is it the bait? That's helpful. Don't be fucking crazy. No, it's not like... It's so... You don't have, like, anonymity anymore. Yeah, good. Because fucking anonymous leads to people dying. I mean, I'm not saying that you should get crazy to the point of... I mean, listen, here's the thing. Tell me. Tell me the thing. I'm telling you the thing. The people that are crazy enough to call somebody 18 million times and not leave a message don't care about the caller ID. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the medium crazies. The normal people. <laughs> the people who just want to like call, freak out, and hang up once or twice. Quit bothering people. Without <laughs> without it like causing so many repercussions. Quit bothering people. <laughs> Get a fucking hobby. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't call anybody in the first place. I'm not like that. I'm like, calling? Stop it. No, thank you. Oh, I'll call someone. I'll call the fuck out of people. When I need to talk to them. And then they're like, oh, I don't want to bug someone. I've already called them twice. No, I'm going to keep calling until you fucking answer the phone. That's why you have a goddamn cell phone. <laughs> what I'm saying. I will call that, but I know that I'm going to stand responsible <laughs> for all that. I don't give a fuck if you call already or not. Pick up the damn phone. But also, it allows you, on the other end of the spectrum, to be... Um, a chicken shit as well. Yeah. Because you can see that you can see it's them calling and you could be like, "Mm, I'm not ready to deal with that shit. And you cannot answer it. 
we didn't have that luxury back in the day. The phone rang and you decided to pick it up or not pick it up. <laughs> and so you either decided to face your problems <laughs> or not face your problem. It was crazy. It was Wild West style oh back in the God. day before caller ID. How did you people even function before 1996? <laughs> we didn't. We just went outside and played until the streetlights came on. <laughs> See, I had a caller ID and I stayed out till whenever. <laughs> I didn't have a curfew, so it was fine. Mine is hangling. They ain't got no curfew. <laughs> anyway, so she makes plans to have a lunch with Big, um, where everything's going really great. They start to drink and chill out, and it's fine. Um, and then she's like, okay, tell me about the girl, whatever. Okay, maybe let's not talk about it unless it's really serious. And he was like, well, well, <laughs> as a matter of Here's fact. The thing. Um, we're kind of engaged. Engaged. And she tornadoes her way right out of the restaurant. She fucking knocks over some shit. She bumps into some shit. She almost falls over some shit. Yeah. And in the whole, like, angrily, like, stomping, like, ruining Harlem, hulking outness of her, (laughs) like... She totally was like, we were together for two years. And I'm like, bitch, it's two years now? What is with your timeline? What is with your fucking time? It was a year when you guys broke up. You talked about it. Bad writing. Bad. I don't no know. donut. I don't know what's going on. Oh my on. god. I have no idea how long they were together. What Apparently, if every no. episode of this takes place in an alternate timeline? That would be great. If they could lost Sex in the City, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> So, okay, so fine. I'll accept it. They were together two years now. For fuck's sake, if you've been together for two years and you still don't know how to communicate with each other... Break up. Jesus fucking Christ. Break up. Yeah, so done. Um, um, you yeah. skipped a lot of information. I did, yeah. Like Charlotte being in love with a horse. Yeah, I was I was done with that. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's talking about their exes or things from their past. And then for some reason, Charlotte, the whole story revolves around an old horse she used to have. That she used to ride and then she doesn't ride anymore and then it's her trying to ride a horse again. Yeah, it's dumb. That's it. It's dumb. And it only serves to make a metaphor for Carrie later on. Right. So I was like, oh man, poor yeah. Charlotte. Poor Charlotte. And then I looked at Paige and I was like, is Charlotte the one that used to ride a horse because it gave her orgasms? And then I was like, no, that's from Cruel Intentions. One of the best <laughs> movies of all time. So, oh, I love Cruel Intentions. Man. The movie did it. It was super great. And then... And then... Kim um, Cattrall. Yeah. Some Samantha. Is walking down the street hot as balls. They put her in a red outfit and that <sighs> bitch was fucking killing it. Everybody's outfit was really, really, really good this episode. Yeah. Like, Patricia Fields brought the shit down. Patricia! She was so, she was so like, it is the season finale I am bringing out all of the best slinky slip dresses from the 90s. Everyone looked fantastic. Um, So Samantha's in this red dress and this guy in this hot fucking business suit with a red tie matching her dress comes up and hits on her. And she's just like, well, aren't you Mr. Cocky picking up people on the street? And he's like, yes, yes, I am. Yes, yes, you. (laughs) Because that's how he talks. Um, (laughs) Her white people voices are so terrible. <laughs> um, I am a beautiful, bona fide, high level class Caucasian. We're so amazing. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, he is actually like, I could take or leave his face. <laughs> I'll leave it. But his body, whoo. Oh, oh. Ooh, boy, she is oh my thick. God. 
Yeah. She is wonderful, <laughs> powerful, except for the bad makeup on the fucking tattoo. Oh, yeah, he has a tattoo that they covered up very poorly when he ends up almost having sex with. But when his arms are the size of tree trunks? Whew, yeah. And you can do fucking your entire colony's laundry on his fucking abs? Yeah. Uh, Who cares? Yeah, bro had his own zip code. Uh. (laughs) He's just so big. (laughs) So, um, then Steve and Miranda decided that they were going to be friends and they were going to go out to dinner. And so they go out to dinner and then go back to her place because he wants to pick up his... New York like fire department shirt and she's so she's so cute she was like but it fits me perfectly can't I keep it and he's like nope sorry broke up need my shit back (laughs) and and it's so adorable because she's holding the shirt to her that just says like NYFD on it and it says FDNY okay thank you because I was like what the hell does phony mean (laughs) and I was like oh it's a D so so she's like holding it up to her so he goes over to her to to grab it and she flips the shirt around and it says stay back 200 feet and I'm like that was so cute I had to rewind it because Joe missed it the first time because I was writing notes but it was cute I'm like like, that's how I know Sex and City can be a good show right because the writing is like this yeah and when it goes like this and it feels good and you're like oh and I liked it and this is one of my favorite scenes of all time because it's so freaking sweet and like the first so the first scene with them when she's like listen i get it like i'm sorry it's just so hard like you know i things happen and i still want to call you and i still want to talk to you and i'm like total tears welling up like oh my god just get back together you guys are killing me and steve is so so understanding and sweet and like such a grown-up and god i love him and and so in this, he's such a grown up. He is after a conversation. He's, I know that he's very he's very adult about things. <laughs> um. So, so he's he goes to to kiss her goodbye, and she's like, eh, no, and like does like a little tilt, like mm, cheek, and so he, um, he kisses her on the cheek, and he's like, well, I have a question for you though. Uh, do friends kiss like this? And kisses her on the neck and i'm like well if it's me and joe yeah um, yeah but you know with you guys it's a little more complicated <laughs> and so she's like uh nope <laughs> he kisses her like on the other side and then like like this like this and she's like no no but doesn't stop it and then they kiss and then they just like go like head over heels onto the bed and i'm just like this is what i'm here for <laughs> this is the quality content that i signed up for i'm so excited like my literal note, Steve and Miranda having sex. I heart them because it's all in caps. <laughs> this is the episode of all caps. This is still so the episode of all caps. Like almost half my notes are like caps. <laughs> um, when Big and Carrie were having the little lunch together, mm-hmm. and he said she they were Big told Carrie he was engaged. Carrie, they had this back and forth that I thought was so beautiful, and Carrie was like, "I thought you said you never wanted to get married again." And then Big was like, "Well, things change." And then Carrie's like, well, it was me. Yeah. Like, the only thing that's changed is you went from me to her. Mm-hmm. So, what was it about me? And, like, it was just that that I was like, ooh. Yeah. Well, and she, at the end of the episode, yeah. Yeah, she, they get back she, to it. She, they get back to it. And I will so, I want to get into that, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um. So, after. Also, real quick. Yes. Before we move on past that. There yes. was also a scene with Samantha and Carrie where they were walking around. After we figure out that Mr. Cocky 
is, is cocky because he has a huge fucking dick. Huge dick. Huge dick. Like, even Samantha is just like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. Because then Carrie calls her out and she's like, well, this guy is too big and James was too small. Mm-hmm. Who are you, Goldie Cox? <laughs> and then Samantha's yes. like, I'm trying to find the right one. And for some reason, I'm just like, ugh, this was tacky. But also, I liked it. Right. And it, that kind of harkens back to a few episodes ago where we asked everybody, like, how, like, how, what constitutes a big dick? And I forgot to share a story where one of our mutual friends, like, mutual, mutual friends. So this is third party. Third removed. Yeah, third removed story um, about this guy who was so big that he literally could not have sex with anyone that it was an actual beer can. And I'm like, oh, buddy, that poor guy. Let's sleep with him for the Um, sake of the podcast. Okay, you first. No, we're going to do it together. Oh, okay. It's going to be a bonding session. Okay. And then we're going to just record everything as it happens in real time. Okay, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't do this. Paige runs out of the room. (laughs) Pussy. (laughs) Anyways, back to we. Anyways, yeah. So, um... So, they start... They start this, this scene with Big in his apartment, and he's holding his phone, and I'm thinking that it's about to ring and it's going to be Carrie calling him, but he calls Carrie. <gasps> what are you doing? She's crazy. Subverting our expectations. Yeah, but, like, she's crazy. Why are you continuing to stay in contact with Crazy Pants? Because he loves her. Dumb. <laughs> no one said it was rational. Fair. Um, but, yeah, that's literally my note. Big calling Carrie. Jesus, why? <laughs> All in caps. For the drums. The drums. So, yeah, so they sort of kind of make up and do the whole, I hope you're happy thing. Um, <laughs> Carrie's like, I wish you both happiness and blah, blah, blah. And then Big's like, Do you mean it? And Carrie's like, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's so, it's kind of difficult because I feel like if there is a bad breakup, wanting an ex to be happy, you're like, No, I want you to suffer. You're a big dick and I hate you. But, like, for good breakups, like, Chad and I, I I honestly want him to be happy, and that's a lot of the reason why we split up is because I knew that he wasn't happy with me. I knew he wasn't happy with our situation, and I felt like I was holding him back. And so in that respect, like, I broke up with him because I love him. I, you know, broke up with him because I want him to be happy, and I wanted him to have the opportunity to find that happiness. But I know that that's not necessarily the case with other breakups. Right. And I really haven't, really haven't had um, another breakup of that size. Mm-hmm. And so I can't really say. So if anybody wants to write in and be like, no, bad breakups are horrible and I hope that they burn in hell forever. <laughs> like, I, I want to know. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. But you know what? You don't need to tell me the entire plot to the way we were. Hold on. You're missing a big step here. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Is Charlotte riding a horse? I don't even care. Go ahead. I only care because I really, really like girls in riding pants and riding boots. That's fair. That's hot. It's amazing. Duchess Catherine of Cambridge has a photo where she's wearing a similar outfit. And it was my absolute favorite photo of her. Nice. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to talk about Duchess Catherine. Yeah, I'm going to start a Duchess Catherine podcast. Okay, do it. I'll listen. Oh, man. <laughs> you better be ready. But first... The way we were. The way we were. So they explained to 
um, Samantha the entire plot of the way we were because she didn't watch it because it was a chick flick. And I love chick flicks, but I'm with Samantha on this. I when this um, sh- when this particular episode first came out and I watched it, I was like, oh, I mean, they are really loving on this movie, so maybe it's really worthwhile. And maybe I should watch it. It's garbage. It's a garbage movie. I hate that movie because she lets herself get treated like shit by this guy for the entire movie, and then he dumps her anyway, and then she has to be happy for him. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, it's terrible. It's a really bad movie. Um, so they're day drinking while uh, Big is having his engagement party, which he invited Carrie to. I'm like, the what's goal. what is wrong with you? The That's- audacity. Okay, it's it is though. Like too, it is. It too far. It's way too far to be. And why would Natasha even want her there? I don't think Natasha cares. I don't think Carrie is on Natasha's radar at all. Well, she's about to be. Oh, she. Oh, she. Oh, <laughs> Natasha's gonna learn. Yeah. Real quick, but I think the way the type of person that Big is, Big wouldn't talk about Carrie like that. So we know we yeah. know Carrie and Big story, but I feel like Big would be more reserved. He'd be like, "Oh, I dated her once. We broke up, but now we stay in contact, and that's it." And mm-hmm. Natasha, Natasha, so far has played as a backward person who wouldn't be like, "Well, tell me more. Like, yeah. what, what didn't work out? What can we do better in our relationship?" She's like, "Oh, you guys broke up. Cool. Sick." See, as a girl, I would be like, um, "I don't really want to invite the girl that you had a two-year relationship with before me to our engagement party, just based on that alone." Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I'm I think petty. It'd be interesting because I think about it, when it comes to this, like my sister, mm-hmm. she was in a four-year relationship with the same man. And then they split, and then he got with another girl, and it hurt my sister for a while. And now she's like, well, no, I do wish them the best. And then I, I'm trying to picture her in that situation. If they were to get engaged, if they were to invite her to, like, their engagement party or their wedding, would she go or how would she feel? Right. And oh, it doesn't hard. look pretty. No. She's like, I can Unless she was that. with someone else. No, I still think it wouldn't be because it, it'd be the whole, why wasn't it me? See, I I really think there's something to the whole like, um, if you both have moved on, then it doesn't hurt as much. I don't. But think I really also, but I also agree with you that it's it is really really difficult. Like, why wasn't it me? And that's something that after getting drunk at the bar, she walks past the plaza and runs into um, Big, and is bold enough, I guess, because she's drunk to be like, hey, just as a friend, friend to friend, just tell me why wasn't it me. And he says, I don't know. It just got so hard. And then it's quiet for a really long time. And it's just like meaningful looks to one another. And it was so, so close to um, the situationship that I had last year. Where it was just like, why wouldn't you want to be with me? I'm fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're dumb to not want to be with me. Like, what's your fucking problem? why not me and kind of got a similar response and i'm just like are boys just fucking stupid like they literally don't know their own minds they just don't know they don't know what happens yes that's stupid boys are dumb dumb. boys are really dumb sorry (laughs) so it ends with a slow-mo carry as any good episode of sex and city does (laughs) so bad um so, yeah, it ends with her comparing herself to a wild horse, and maybe 
she was the one that couldn't be broken and now she's wanting to find someone to run wild and free with and i'm like okay whatever season three who are we gonna be what season is season three yes it is oh god yes oh god i'm fucking ready um so i'm ready for the show to be like a little bit lighter and a little bit more fun yes and he will bring it and so will steve which they I, yeah they end with just saying that they're friends who fuck and I'm like don't you're so much more than that stop treating Steve like he's not worth your time because he is he is the most he's worth so if there's beautiful. any relationship to foster in the show it has to be with Steve right always and I god that breaks my heart every time I hate that so much because Steve how he's written, how he is as a character is so beautiful. And the actor pulls it off so well because yeah. you could give this content to a bad actor. Right. And, and they would just would... be really annoying. Yeah, but he's so charming and so freaking wonderful. And like, I think that is a real serious thing that people don't understand is that just because you're from different socioeconomic backgrounds economics 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 socioeconomic backgrounds um doesn't mean that you shouldn't still make it work that they're not still a worthwhile person and just because somebody doesn't want to run off and like be a giant lawyer or something just because they don't necessarily have the huge goals that they tell you when you're an adult you need to have yeah doesn't mean that they're not a worthwhile person, that they're not amazing. And I absolutely agree. And I think you need to stand by your partner in that situation. Yeah. Because I have been around, I have met uh, partners of friends who, because I, I, for the most part, I, my, all my friends are dedicated, motivated, have goals in life. Mm-hmm. And some of the people, they, they are just like, oh, right now I'm just taking it easy. Like, I'm just doing this, this, this. But for some reason, it's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, oh, you don't do things in the community. You're not working to a higher goal. You're just relaxing right now. Oh. And, like, people turn their faces to them. Right. And, and I think you bullshit. and your partner be like, no, I think that's super... I I am feeling positive about this because this person needs that. Mm-hmm. And that's good for them. And I'm dating them for a reason. And so far, it's based off all their choices. Let them to hear. So good. Yeah. Let them do their thing. Let everyone do their own thing as long as it doesn't harm other people. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? And let people be happy. 2K17 forever. Yes. And with that, that is the end of season two. So we are hiatusing. High fucking atusing. We are high fucking atusing. Um, but we will probably do a couple of mini episodes. We are definitely going to come back with a poly episode. So send in all of your questions to I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. Um, find us on Facebook on instagram and twitter at we swear on chanel definitely send us your bad dates we'll probably do a bad date special episode as well oh halloween special episode bad bad dates brought fucking here yeah i'm gonna do it also so, i came in here because i was like oh we're gonna record a season finale and Paige gave me the best gift ever which is a power <laughs> of love on my way here i was like well i'm starving i'm not gonna have breakfast until later so i want something just to put in my body to keep me going for right now so i picked up some mcdonald's and Paige was like oh bring me back this too so i went and grabbed her something i ate mine in the car and i came back and then Paige was about to munch on her thing and she realized that i'd also gotten her a hash brown from mcdonald's yeah. and Paige almost started crying she was so happy <laughs> was. and she just looked at me full like truly genuine just <laughs> i love you so much i could suck your dick 
I could suck your dick right now. Right now. Said. I was like, that's, that was so great. And that's what I love most about Paige. <laughs> Is the fact that I would give sexual favors for hash browns. Because, bitch, me too. <laughs> give me a hash brown, a mayo packet, and a uh, ketchup packet. Mix that shit together. Mm, acabado. Done. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so thank you so much for listening everyone please yeah thank you for an awesome season two yes don't um, forget to rate and review yes please um and if you send us a screenshot of your review on itunes then i'm pretty sure that joe daniel will send you a a butt pic at the very least listen if you rate and (laughs) review i will send you more things oh look at that so make sure and rate and review and until next time you guys always always wear wear a condom condom. Bye. bye